Welcome. This is Research Rank Repeat. This is co-host Hannah. And this is co-host Alyssa. And today we are here with another special episode, a mini-sode, as you may call it. And we are here to update one of our pre-existing ranking lists, that being Pixar. Yeah, we're taking a little break from our hiatus. Because we had to go see the movie in theaters. We did, yes. It came out about three days ago. Yeah. We had to go to the 10.30 p.m. showing. <laughs> we didn't have to go to the 10.30 <laughs> but we did. p.m. showing, but we, we went to it. Yes. And we're here. Yeah, we're, we're here to talk about it. Talk about Lightyear. This is the first Pixar movie that we've seen in theaters for, like, the purposes of this podcast. Yes. Because every other Pixar movie that came out was exclusively to Disney+. Plus. Yes, correct. Um, and this is the first one that got a theatrical release. Yeah, so... I think this is only the second movie we've seen in theaters for the podcast. Yeah, the other being Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Good old Fast and Furious. That was still the first movie we saw in theaters after the pandemic started. I stand by that ranking is high just st- because of the hype. I stand by that as well, that if we were to go back, which I'm never going to go back and rewatch all those movies, no. but if we are going to, it would be lower. It would be lower. For sure. But yeah, um, let's, let's buzz right in. Let's do that. To Lightyear. Rated PG, not rated R. It came out in 2022, specifically June 17th, which was two, two days, days ago. ago. It had a runtime of an hour and 45 minutes. Can we also just point out that this movie had three end credit scenes? Yeah. Not one, not two, three. With a hint of a future sequel. It's not going to be a sequel, but but anyway, they're going real for that Marvel status with this movie. They are. So early numbers, 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb. 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, 20.7 million in the box office, and originally they projected to gross 70 to 85 million uh, in its opening weekend. Mm-hmm. However, after making just 20.7 in its first day, estimates were lowered to 51 to mm-hmm. 55 million, so like a 30 okay. million dollar drop. Yeah. Okay, so this movie was directed by Angus McLean. Okay. Who co-directed Finding Dory. All right. But this was his feature directorial debut. Okay. So this is a spinoff of the Toy Story film series. Serves of a origin story of sorts for one of the main characters, Buzz Lightyear. It received positive reviews from critics who praised its animation and entertainment value, but felt that the story was a little too conventional. Okay. Um, So the idea came to the director from watching Toy Story. He said he always had wondered what movie Andy saw in order to get so interested in the Buzz Lightyear action figure. He also is a big Star Wars fan, which is evident. One of the biggest things with this movie, kind of controversy surrounding it, was the decision not to have Tim Allen reprise his role as Buzz Lightyear. Mm -hmm. And so I found a quote that the director gave I thought was kind of interesting on his decision. Okay. Basically, um, before I read this quote, he said that he wanted Chris Evans. Like, he went into the movie wanting Chris Evans. They pitched it to him, and Chris Evans, like, wanted to always do animated, so he agreed Mm -hmm. to do it. So the director said... Tim's version of Buzz is a little goofier and a little dumber, so he is the comedic relief. Yeah. In this film, Buzz is the action hero. He's serious and ambitious and funny, but not in a goofy way that would undercut the drama. 
Chris Evans has the gravitas and that movie star quality that our character needed to separate him in the movie from Tim's version of the toy in Toy Story. Right. Which I think is interesting. Okay, so the animation team for this movie went to NASA to do a lot of research into, like, ships and to get it to look as realistic as possible in an animation sense. I saw that um, several people from NASA were credited right. in the, um, the credits of and the And one movie. of the characters, one of the voice characters is an actual, like, used to be an astronaut. Gotcha. Michael Giancino? I believe that is how we, we think decided. that's how you pronounce it. He composed this movie. This was his eighth collaboration with Pixar. Mm-hmm. So in 2021, a teaser trailer was released with David Bowie's Starman playing in the background. That had 83 million views in its first 24 hours. Yeah, that trailer was a very well-made trailer. It was it gave me chills. Very yes, lots of chills. I remember um, seeing it. So that. 83 million views in the first 24 hours ranks second. There was only one Pixar movie that did a teaser trailer that got more views yeah. than that, and it was Incredibles 2. Okay. This has been dubbed by critics and by other people as Pixar's Star Wars, like their Star okay. Wars moment. Right. Like Alyssa said, this was the first theater release since Onward. Another controversy. There was a same-sex kiss yes. scene. Yes. And Disney was going to take it out. Right. Decided not to. Yes. Which, I mean, during Pride Month. Right. That would look poorly. (laughs) That would look poorly. Yeah. Decided not to, but because of this, uh, there's various countries that have decided to, like, ban the movie because of this. Right. Yeah, because normally Disney cuts things from their right. inter- some of their international releases, like in China and um, I think Saudi Arabia was one of the countries. Right. Like they usually like have cuts made for the international releases, but th- this time they said nope. This is right. what, how it is, and if you don't want it, then just don't. You don't have to have it. So Singapore released the film with an NC sixteen age rank- rating, meaning that only people over the age of sixteen can watch the film. Okay. Indonesia stated that they did not ban the film, but suggested the owner of the movie think about their audience in Indonesia, where an LGBT, they didn't even put the Q, kissing scene yeah. is still considered sensitive. Also, can we just clarify that this literally was half of a second? It was a peck. It was very quick. It was very much just like a in-passing scene. So they originally cut the scene in mid-March 2022, uh, but after Disney CEO's opposition to the Florida's parental rights and education bill and the like polarizing th- like Disney had a lot of yes. people coming after them. Yes, they, they decided did. to reinstate the, the scene. I mean, yeah. Did they do yeah. it because they actually wanted to do it or did they right. do it because of pressure? Probably. Because of, probably because of pressure. Probably. Whatever. But I guess like good, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, mostly positive reviews from critics. Uh, so I just want to while you were giving background information, I you said that it has an IMBD score of five. It said five point seven or five point two out of ten. So I don't know if it's because it's early, but I was looking through a lot of the Pixar movies, and I haven't seen one that low in a single movie. Yeah, Cars two six point two out of ten. I don't know if it's just because it's so new because it's like, like weighted weird. Yeah, it's weighted weird. Okay, so Cars 2 is 183,000 reviews or ratings. Let me see how many Lightyear has, just to compare. Oh, so I found Metacritic had a 61 yeah. out of 100. Okay. 
It had a cinema score of A minus. Yeah, I guess it only has fifteen thousand as opposed right. to like a hundred thousand, but still, I just found that interesting. Also, it's the lowest rated film of the Toy Story franchise on Rotten Tomatoes with a seventy seven percent. Film received criticism from the American Conservatives group, who have argued that the film's scene with a same sex kiss is inappropriate for children due to its supposed sexual nature. So, okay, wait. Well, let me let me back this up. So, a peck becomes sexual when it's not straight people, but anyone else doing it, a okay. Yes, like it just like correct. <laughs> The argument doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And this uh, this was kind of exciting to read. I told Alyssa, I took a screenshot of this on February 16th. I saw yes. this on Twitter when we were doing stuff for Turning Red. And this was a tweet from Chris Albin. So I'm just going to read it because this ties into our first ever episode. Someone at Pixar deleted all of Toy Story 2 and the backup hadn't worked for a month. And the only reason we saw that movie was because someone on maternity leave had a copy of it on her home computer. Her name is Galen Suzman, mm-hmm. and she is now the producer for the new Lightyear movie. Oh, So she great. produced yeah. Lightyear, and she was the one. Alyssa mentioned yes, this. I did mention that she this. she basically yes. saved that she movie. She saved that movie so, by being on maternity leave. Turns out sometimes you do what get rewarded. You do. <laughs> okay. And now I will read a description from Disney's website. From Disney and Pixar comes an animated sci-fi action-adventure, the definitive origin story of Buzz Lightyear, the hero who inspired the toy. Lightyear follows the legendary space ranger on an intergalactic adventure alongside ambitious recruits Izzy, Moe, and Darby and his robot companion Socks. As this motley crew embark on their toughest mission yet, they must learn to work as a team to escape the evil Zerg and his dutiful robot army who are never far behind. What are your thoughts, Alyssa? We literally yeah, just saw this Yeah, we movie. just saw this, so I haven't had a ton of time to process it yet. Therefore, I'm just going to say the ranking is subject to change. As always. As always, although I've never changed anything. <laughs> no, I haven't either. Um, now, I went into this and I was like, we don't need any more Toy Story. Like, we saw Toy Story 4 and that was a thing. <laughs> And I was like, we don't need any more. And then, you know, it was like, oh, it's like an origin story. And I was like, okay. And then I saw that trailer and I was like, oh, interesting. And then I saw the movie. (laughs) Um, And I just like to point out that this movie starts by saying that this movie, like the movie, is what the toy that Andy has is based on. And this is his favorite movie. And I have a hard time believing that this is a 10-year-old's favorite movie. And I don't mean to say that it's a bad movie. I just mean the way the story is structured is not really, like... Like, if I'm a 10-year-old and I like space and I like the action, you know, hero-type stuff, like, I don't think I'd be drawn to this. Yeah. I think that... There were some issues for me. I felt like some of the story plot felt really forced. Um, and I don't know if it's some of that because they had to kind of 
adhere to what already existed. Like you already have this kind of canon with Buzz, you know, as a toy. So you have to kind of find a way to work around some things. I'll start with that. So you can, if you want to give your first thoughts. I have a few other things, but we can kind of break them up. I didn't really have many expectations going into this movie. The trailer was really good. But a lot of times you can make a really good trailer and the movie cannot be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, say, Dead Man, not Dead Man's Chest, which the, at World's End, Pirates yeah. of Caribbean at World's End has like a fantastic trailer. And then the movie just, yeah. And the movie was okay. I'll say, as always, Pixar's animation looks great. It mm-hmm. looks great in this movie. I never doubted that. Would be no. good. No. Music as well. Music's Music always is great. always great. Yeah. I think it was, it was interesting because it felt like... To me, it felt very much, like, up, and I noticed a lot of, like, similarities in in with up, but I don't think the story was as well told. I think that you're right. I think it just feels very, like, the story's just not complete. I kept being, like, oh, remember, like, in Fast and the Furious when we're, like, this is the climax, this is the climax. Like, that's kind of how I felt, and I was, like, waiting for it to be, like, to the end the humor worked more than I thought it would. I would agree. I think that um, socks. Oh, socks. Best it, part of the movie by far. Because honestly, if I'm thinking about it, reminds me of like Doug from Up. Yes. But I, my biggest complaint with Up is that Doug didn't work. Yeah. I think socks like literally th- was funny, like really funny. Uh, there were just, just so you guys know, socks is a basically a robotic oh. cat. But like a therapy cat. Like a therapy cat who also plays white noise and has a lighter and um, can program stuff. Can shoot darts out of his mouth. Can shoot darts out of his mouth, yes. Um, I think that that there actually were a couple jump scares. Yeah. And it got me and Alyssa and our uh, listener of the podcast, Chef Thickass, a.k.a. (laughs) David, got all three of us a couple times. Yes. Um... I don't know, though. I think there was, like, some emotion. I think mm-hmm. the problem is there's no wow factor. Yeah, so um, I have a few things about story things that I don't think worked. So you know, like, how a crash, like a ship crash or plane crash is, like, a big deal usually? I think there were maybe six crashes. Every time they flew, it pretty much crashed. So, like, I was never concerned... Mm-hmm. Especially, the, like, the climatic end crash where they're coming down to the atmosphere. Like, I was just like, well, they've crashed already and no one's even been injured or hurt. So I, like, wasn't, like, you know, there was no weight to that. Yeah. Um. Same thing with Buzz's character. I didn't like the way he was portrayed in this movie. He He's supposed to be, like, this ranger, right? What's A space, space ranger. Space ranger. In the beginning, has this very good relationship with the um, Captain Waller. Hawthorne. Hawthorne. I don't. For some reason, I just you like Amanda Waller. Amanda from Waller. Arrow. I really. I, well, from you know Suicide Squad yeah. and all that. I wrote Amanda at some point instead yeah, of Hawthorne. Alicia. Yeah. yeah. So Commander Hawthorne. I don't know why. I think they give off a similar vibe. <laughs> they do. They kind of. Um, and then I'll, and then it just like changed where he's like, I can only work by myself. I can't work with anyone else. And it just like. It just kept going on for too long. Like, yeah. they're like, oh, we can help you. And he's like, no, we can help you. No, uh, no, no. And then, and then finally he's like, yes, I need help. Right. I can't do it alone. And I'm like, it just like went on for so long. I don't know. His character wasn't super likable, which is uh, so weird because the, the toy version of him is, has so much character 
And I understand that, like, they're not the same person because one's a toy. You are a toy. Yeah. And the one's a real person. I'm doing air quotes while I say that. And it's hard when that's your main character. You're saying there's a lot of similarities to Up. It's not like when Carl... No, Russell? No. Carl. Carl. It's not like (laughs) Carl is this kind of grumpy old man who's experienced this tragic loss. You can have a character who's bad or has issues grow and, you know, like Cora. Like, you know, becomes like a great character towards the end. But just like that didn't really happen here. I think, too, my issue was like, Certain things about the plot didn't make sense because mm-hmm. they introduce Zerg, who's essentially Buzz Lightyear. In a different timeline. like Right, but they never really explained it. They no. started to explain it and then they just stopped. And so I was like, are they just counting the fact that kids are watching this? Basically, this movie inc- includes time travel. Right. Th- spoilers for, you know, because... Obviously, Yeah, clearly if we're talking about it. So basically, they um, their ship is on this planet. They get marooned there. And they're trying to find a way to get to hyperspace. Yeah. So Buzz is running these endless missions. Um, and when he goes into hyperspace, time moves faster for him. So, like, he gets back the same day, like, four minutes later, and it's been, like, four years. Right. Um, and then just this keeps going on forever. And, I don't know, there was a lot of time travel things that were yeah. kind of weird. And, like, some of that stuff was... They just kind of were like, oh, yeah, this is this is what happened. Right. Cool. Moving on. I think I think because we're used to, like, Marvel and stuff like right. that, where they, like, really go into depth on that kind right. of thing. So maybe that's why. I think, too, like, you kind of mentioned it, but the stakes felt so unbelievably mm-hmm. low. Yeah. For a movie where the stakes should have felt high. And maybe it's because it's, like, a, like a kid's yeah. animated movie. I don't know. It's hard because I felt like Pixar wanted to make this, like, epic Marvel-level space movie Mm -hmm. about Buzz Lightyear and I just like don't feel like it did that I don't know I had to bring up this goddamn pen this pen (laughs) and you know when like they introduce something and it's like oh it's gonna be important later and usually they bring it up like one time they brought this pen up like six times before (laughs) it became useful and I'm like I know we're gonna have the pen be useful for something stop telling me and I just felt I don't know some of the like the the way the story was written and like the writing just felt kind of like too he- too heavy handed. Yeah. For nor yeah heavy handed. I don't know. The time for I was thinking sure. of that blooper. I said it right this time though. Yes, you did. And for Pixar movies, like they don't usually do that. And the right. structure was a bit weird, where where things were heavy and where they weren't heavy. I think that um, it's hard. It's hard to figure out. I totally just drew a blank. I'm sorry. I'm okay with spinoffs and sequels and whatever if I feel like they add to the franchise. Right. I don't feel like this movie at all added to the franchise. I don't think it made Buzz any more likable. I get what they were trying to do, but I just think it fell short. And I don't want to be rude, but it's not dawned on me that the other movie he co-directed was Finding Dory and I feel yeah. like Finding Dory is very similar where I don't think that it yeah, necessarily, necessarily added, added to the yeah to it but yeah, yeah. I mean that's kind of my yeah my it's hard I don't know I like feeling um and that, that's a great point that was something that I was thinking of is like if you're going to create an origin story or create a prequel that exists before a a pre-existing thing like they only work 
so well. Yeah. Like, the Star Wars prequels work to an extent. Right. It's This one's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I think um, we can just get into favorites. Yeah. Sounds good. So, favorite character I went with Socks. Me too. Yeah. Just pure comedy. Just, he was great. He was I always love, funny. I love Socks. He's like, I can play you orca sounds. He's like, just white noise. And he's like... Yeah. I yeah. didn't have a favorite line just because I couldn't remember. Yeah, well, they, they said to infinity and beyond like yeah. several times. Yeah, and that's like the iconic yeah. line. So I guess that one. I think the scene for pure shock factor was mm-hmm. when Socks opened his mouth and a fucking dart came out. That was <laughs> I was blown away. Yeah, I was too. I loved that. Yeah. Um, I think I have two. I have one. For, like, emotional... I did really like that scene where he's gone through time so many times that his, like, friend is dead and is left mm-hmm. in this recording. I thought it, when we got to that point that meant it was gonna really... Like, I was like, that's... I You know, it's really heavy pretty early on. And then it didn't really have much weight. Yeah. Um, but I did really like that scene. Um, but comedy, just, like, socks in general was great. I really liked the one where he coughed up... Yeah, coughed up fire... Uh, where he's just, like, when they're in stealth mode and he's riding on top mm-hmm. of um, the helmet. Like, yeah. There's other, like, all the stuff with socks was very well yeah. done. I liked that. Okay, I think ranking-wise, uh, again, this could change. But I, for now, I'd put it at number 17. 17. Which for me would be, Wally would be 16 and Onward would be 18. The reason why is because the first half of Wally is just amazing. Kind mm-hmm. of similar with like the whole like space, like being yeah. trapped thing. I think it was done better. I, I put it a little bit be- a little mm-hmm. bit above Onward just because I think, maybe because of like a nostalgia having Buzz Lightyear. And I thought like maybe some of the side characters were a little bit better than an Onward. Um, but again, Onward is, I need to watch it again because- I- Feel the same I feel like way. that could change, mm-hmm. but yeah, I put it at seventeen for now. Hannah, would you believe me if I said I also ranked it seventeen? Why wouldn't I? <laughs> um, so for me, that would put it below Toy Story two and then above Onward, and that also now means that Cars two is number twenty six on the list <laughs> for both of us. Um, for both of us, uh, always last. Never going to change. Will never change. It will never change. <laughs> I hope. I hope it never changes. If Pixar makes something as bad as, as that, bad they as deserve that, to. Yeah, then you know. like. Cars 2 deserves to not be in last place then. Like, I'll say this. Yeah. If I if there's ever a Pixar movie that comes out that is worse than Cars 2, I will... Because I'm going to get my ears pierced by the end of the summer. Yeah. I will read slam poetry Yeah. Okay. if, there's, if okay. I ever rank a movie lower than, lower Cars, than 2. Cars 2. And I will okay. fairly do it, but... Okay, yes, of course. The reason I put it there is also of a similar thing where, like, I feel like this movie is, is better, at least... From my one watching of Onward, which I'd like to, I'd like to watch again. I know I said this in the last time when we did Turning Red that I thought I would rewatch all the newer Pixar movies for because that's those are the ones I've only seen once, but I clearly have not done that. I think Onward I need a second watch though out of all of them, but I felt like it was not as good as Toy Story Two. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I enjoyed Toy Story Two more yes. than I enjoyed this. So for now it's seventeen. The characters were mostly good, but we didn't even talk about any of the characters. There's, like, a ragtag yeah. group of, in the future of, like, his his friend's granddaughter and this, like, old woman convict and right. basically Taika Waititi, like... Yeah. <laughs> did I just... Did <laughs> Taika I just, Waititi. Did I just butcher his name? Yes, you did. What, how's it pronounced then? I have no idea. 
I don't think it's pronounced like that. I'm pretty sure it's Taika Waititi. Let me look him up. Hold on. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Okay. Taika Waititi. 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 Okay, so, so pretty close. Close enough. Pretty close. Anyway, basically just him. Like, he is the character. Right. And Kiki Palmer. I love Kiki Palmer. As soon yes. as she started I talking, I think yeah, Izzy. Like, I think her name was Izzy. 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 I was like, that's Kiki Palmer. Yeah, it's Kiki Palmer. Yes. Fine. But, like, I don't know, I never felt attached to those characters, really. I wish I would have liked it more because the trailer was so goddamn good. So good. Such a good trailer. If you're using David Bowie for space... But I think that I knew... Yeah. I think that I knew, like, with the trailer that it wasn't going to be as good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is interesting that their box office predictions, they lowered. Yeah, because Pixar normally hits... Um, and I don't know if this just speaks to the time that we went, but there were eight people in the movie theater. I mean, it was a 10.30 showing. It yeah. was a Saturday, though. It was a Saturday, And also, I will yeah. say, too, I know there's a lot of other movies out right now. Yeah. Like, everyone's going to see Jurassic, uh, the right. new Jurassic movie, right. and stuff like that, so I don't know. Top Gun. Yeah, Top Gun's really um, um, dominating the so box office So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Yeah, I don't know either, but I'll be interested to see, like, yeah. as as time goes on. Especially with the IM, IMDB rating. Right. Um, That's very low for Pixar. Yeah. Especially being lower than Cars 2, which I don't think it was yeah. lower than Cars 2 at all. No. But also... also oh! Oh! Yes. yes. Okay. So, Hannah sent me a text message. I totally forgot about this. An angry text message. Basically, it was at Wired... It released was... a Pixar ranking list. IGN. IG, excuse me. IGN, which does like game and movie mm-hmm. and video reviews, they released a Pixar ranking list. And yes. Hannah sent me a link to it and was like, let's look at what they did. Yes. And can you explain what the problem is here, Hannah? So the problem is the number 25, at the time there was 25 movies, right. is Cars 3. Cars 3. Cars 3. And Cars I, 3. I read it and just read it as Cars 2. Yeah. And then I got to 24 and it said Cars 2 and I said... That can't be right. That can't be right. And I was like, Cars 3, huh? I I am astounded. I mean, I put Cars 3 pretty high. I think Cars 3, at, when there were not new movies, was in my top 10. It was in my top or 10. Or right at the edge of my top 10. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I think the rest of the list was like decent. I mean, they're top 5. So top 5, yeah. they have 1 Incredibles, 2 Toy Story, 3, 3 Wally, 4 Toy Story, 5 mm-hmm. Inside Out, which... Yeah. Whatever. Sure. Whatever. But yeah, the missing fact Ratatouille, that, but you know, it's fine. Yeah. Ratatouille yeah. was 11, which, mm. you know... Mm. It's fine. But the fact that you put Cars 3 below Cars 2 is, is unacceptable. Quite frankly, just embarrassing. Embarrassing. Yeah. For them. It's embarrassing for them. And yeah. it's embar- I am embarrassed yes. that we have to report on that. And I also pulled up, because I'm just curious what our next Pixar movie will right. be. Yes. Um. So it's going to come out in next summer, 2023. Okay. okay. It's called Elemental. I've only heard very little about yes. this. Yes. Yeah. So th- when they announced it on their Instagram, they put a little description. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, in a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together, a fiery young woman and her, and a go-with-the-flow guy are about to discover something elemental, how much they actually have in common. It's directed by Peter Sohn. And the world needed him most, he vanished. It sounds very Avatar-ish. It does. Also, they have two untitled films in 2024, one in March and one in June. Yeah, so we'll have a bit, we'll have almost like a year until our next one. Won't be an update on Pixar for a while. Yeah. Um, We'll be back with regular episodes in... A couple weeks. Like two weeks. Yeah, something like that. We will, um, 
maybe be releasing another little supplemental yeah. something on the side. But yeah. So, but that will be out whenever and maybe whatever day we feel like. Maybe a, it's like, not going to be out on Wednesday. Maybe a Sunday. I don't know. We'll God's see. day. God's day. <laughs> Sunday is the Lord's day, which is the day for. <laughs> yes. Keep you guessing. Keep you guess. Keep you on your toes. But yeah, thank you for listening. This is like a little mini episode, so we don't do like super formal stuff. But you know, social media, we have it. Um, email, we have it. Comments, we'll take them. Criticism, absolutely not. <laughs> but again, please, if but anyone yes. out there, if your favorite Pixar movie is Cars Two, please, we'd love to hear from we, you. We didn't get any feedback about Cars Two. And we're still waiting on that. We're still waiting to have if that you, interview. If you are that person, we would love to have you on for like we'll a Zoom interview, on. like a 10 minute interview, just to, you can plead your case about Cars 2. And like, maybe we can see it in, in the light that you see it in. Absolutely not. But we'll um, try. But great, you know. Yeah. See ya. Bye. We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's r, the number three, p-o-d-c-a-s-t-s at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching research rank repeat. It's so hot, Sam. But I feel so cold. I'm tired of digging holes, Grandpa. That's just too damn bad.